Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure you can fill it in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beans on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. Right here on Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. And it's your girl Dice Gamble in the building checking in on this TikTok Tuesday. Wake up, wake up, y'all. You know, um, wake up. it's another cold day in the land. Shouts out to uh, <laughs> our family and our uh, CEO out there in uh, Delaware. Uh, I know it's probably, uh, you know, still 50 degrees and he probably cooking steak and eggs on the grill. <laughs> I don't know. Shout out how, to Trig, yeah. Yeah, how, yeah. How cold is it there in Chicago? I know in the I Winter mean, City. I mean, the temperatures have not dropped, and I have to knock on wood and give it up to God and global warming. Uh, it hasn't been as cold as it was last year. Okay. You know, so the first year we didn't understand the cold when we moved here in 2020. She said we, did, we, we didn't, didn't understand. understand the cold. Oh my goodness, that's a great I mean, way to put it. Yeah, I don't straight, understand why it's so cold. <laughs> it made no sense. You come from South Carolina, so we were like an hour, 25 minutes away from Myrtle Beach. So you understand how the wind is, and then you come up here and you're like, "Why is it windy? Like the beach is right here. Like it, it makes no sense because uh-huh. you're not even by the water, but the wind is like the wind that if you're by the water." And so, and it's like that one is cold and it's ridiculous. And then uh, year one, my husband didn't uh, turn the valve off in the man cave. So the the copper busted and flooded the man cave. That's, that's, that was our intro to uh, Chicago. Mm. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, your basement's flooded and it's freezing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Thank wow. God for house insurance. You know what I'm saying? But still, like, I, I, I mean, that was our intro. Like, yeah, you might want to turn your water off and let, or let the faucet drip or do what you got to do. But yeah, those pipes will lock up and bust and you will have a problem out here. So yeah, we got the sandbags and I had to put them, you know, we have like that little nice little brownstone entryway at the bottom. So you got to put, put the bags out because the snow's coming. Get ready. Get ready. It's definitely it's coming. coming. It's definitely it's coming. coming. So yeah, it's tough out here, but we, we learned the hard way. <laughs> We learned the hard way. We good now. We real good. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Once again, you're tuned into the fix. And of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Listen, we have another uh, fun pack show for you guys today. Uh, listen, I, I had the opportunity to sit down with a super talented uh, artist, singer. Um, she does a little bit of everything. I call her the uh, gospel Sade, uh, mm-hmm. my sis, Steady. Um, you definitely want to keep it locked for that exclusive spiritual detox. She has new music out, has a new project out. Um, that's really, really, I mean, if you like singing and you like, uh, you know, instrument, she does a great job. Uh, it's just a different vibe and sound. Um, a lot of you guys may have known her from her hit single, All the Waves. Um, that was out maybe three or four years ago. Um, that's still doing great on the, uh, you know, it's still being played everywhere. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go have that. And listen, Dice has another exclusive uh, real talk conversation. What are we talking about, Dice? Are we talking about communication? Yeah. Okay. One on one communication. One on one. Wow. Listen, uh, that's how we get things done. So it's it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be fun. You know, we're gonna give out a lot of tips, a lot of encouragement, and uh, maybe give you an idea of why you 
can't, you know, reach that person you're trying to reach or that next goal you're trying to reach. You know, it could just be how you're communicating, how you're saying a thing. So, um, no, this is going to be a good one. So get your pen and pad ready. Call, text somebody, let them know. We're going to be talking about all the ways that you can communicate and get things done faster, easier, and more efficiently through great communication. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, let's get into some music and we're coming right back to it. We have new music from, yep, let's get into some uh, new Lecrae. Absolutely. Um, we also want to play, uh, yep, let's play some of our brother. Uh, yeah, let's play a throwback. Matter of fact, we're going to play our brother, Uncle Reese. Yeah, oh, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't heard no Uncle Reese in a while. What? So we're going to dig in the crates, play some Uncle Reese this morning, um, as well as, yeah, let's get into some uh, John Keith. Uh, but right now, let's get into a new pastor, Mike Jr. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Yes, sir. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. And it's time for our spiritual detox. And uh, we love uh, this moment, this opportunity. We get a chance to sit down with movers and shakers. Uh, you know, we're in the kingdom, you know, athletes, artists, entertainers, producers. We have a little bit of everybody stop by the show. And listen, uh, I've been waiting for this one. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I have not listened to her whole catalog, but I have listened to enough. Um, I got familiar with this artist uh, some years back. I want to say at least three to four years back. She made a song called All the Waves. And it was just different. Like, um, if you haven't listened to this track, I'm definitely going to tell everybody. Uh, I'll probably put it in my Spotify playlist for the week. It's just a different song. And she brought a different um, vibe uh, to music. I, I, I'm not going to just even put her in the box. Like, it's just it just sounds good for music so i was excited um and i used to play it all the time and i'm like wow you know when i got had the opportunity to reach out to her i said let me reach out to her she got a project that she just dropped not too long ago let's talk about everything she's been dope for a lot of years so listen without further ado help me welcome uh the super talented steady how you doing sis i'm good focus how are you all is well all is well um, I don't say that uh, lightly. Anybody who knows me knows I mean I am a music connoisseur. Yeah, um, I'm a hard critic, and um, yes, you have been putting out some super dope um, music over the years. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have a conversation with you. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of good stuff come out of this convo today. So first off, you know, um, what has this pandemic taught you? Like I know we're coming out of the back end of it, but out of these last couple of years, mm -hmm. what has this pandemic taught you? Um, I would say the pandemic has taught me try not to idolize your plans and your hopes for the future. Um, like I, I hope, hope I've been struggling with hope because, you know, it's good to be hopeful, but sometimes like it's tricky because you'll start focusing on something you want so badly for God to do. And hope gets disguised um it's really just idolatry it's really just you wanting something too badly you're obsessing over something and you're praying like lord yeah your will be done but ultimately you really just want your will to be done like your own personal will to be done so like the pandemic really taught right. me like you know just be careful that you know you don't set your hopes on specific things you know just just take it day by day maybe month by month but try not to like plan too far ahead in the future and then start like expecting a certain result that you haven't got confirmation from God about, you know, that's what I do. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, no, that's good. So talk a little bit about your spiritual regimen. Like what's a, what's a day to day, um, you know, routine that you kind of have for just making sure you're in tune from hearing from God, you know, your study life. Talk a little bit briefly about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I put it on my Instagram real. I, I write a lot. I journal. I used to journal a lot just because it allows me to be quiet and it takes time to actually write out your thoughts. So in that quiet time, God can speak to me versus me just talking at God. You know what I mean? It kind of mm -hmm. slowed me down. But then I realized like my hands was hurting and I was like, I really need to start typing because I got a lot to say. <laughs> um, but mm. really just like journaling um, everything about my day, everything that God has done, scriptures, everything like that has really kind of centered me and given me good perspective and helped me stay grateful and humble and like actually have gratitude and acknowledge God's goodness in the past. 
You know what I mean? Like I may start typing and Absolutely. I'm feeling anxious or frustrated, but when I'm done, I'm like renewed and I feel like grateful. Like, you know, God has been there. He's been faithful. So like, that's a daily routine I put in practice just so that I can get all the chatter out of my head and remember God's faithfulness. You know what I mean? So I would say that's like a Absolutely. staple for me. Like I can't not type out everything <laughs> and keep a record of everything. No, that's good. And, and I, I feel like that's probably like therapeutic for you too, as well. You being able to express yourself um, and write these poems out or just, just write in general, you know, so yes. that's, that's huge. We, we talk about mental health awareness all the time on the show. So I'm yes. glad you're able to, you know, do those things just to keep yourself intact. Is there anything else you do that just kind of keeps you, you know, your, your nerves calm and understanding uh, how to deal with, you know, the ups and lows of being a, a striving artist trying to, you know, cause at the end of the day, don't get me wrong absolutely i know you led by god but you're still an artist you still have goals mm. that you like hey you know i want to make this what keeps you balanced when you don't maybe meet the goals or you're not maybe getting the recognition maybe you think you should feel like you should be getting as an artist mm. um you know i i was looking on uh instagram one day and uh this lady was speaking and she said something that just gave me an aha moment and she said that um you can't run away from your calling because your calling will haunt you um, you, you have mm. to do whatever that thing is that you, you need to do, whatever that thing is you're called to do. And so that was an aha moment for me. And I realized like, whether I do music full time, part time, whether it meets my expectations, like I have to do this to survive. Like this is just, this is just what mm. gives me fulfillment. I can't not do this. So I started doing and creating things from that perspective also. I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't strive to be successful and run businesses but I, I think just reminding ourselves that like we're doing this because we're called to do it we can't not do it we love it we want to bless people just reminding yourself like what the real reason is behind what you do and the fact that like you really just can't stop like even if you try yes. you know because I've, I've had seasons where I have um put music down and tried to work on other things and just really just abandoned music for like maybe 90 days and I felt terrible you know, and I didn't have words for it. it. It wasn't until I heard her speaking on, I think, the show Impact Theory or something like that. And I was like, wow, that that's what I felt whenever I was away from something I'm called to do. And so it's, it's not so much about I mean, of course, we want to be successful, but it's not so much about that. It's like, well, I'm going to do this no matter what. So let's just make music and, and, and do what we're called to do. <laughs> No, that's that's real, and I appreciate you sharing yeah. that. Was there was there a specific moment to where um, you really heard that revelation from God, and you submitted to that when you when you speak about you saying, "All right, I need to put this music down for a little bit. I need to make sure I'm hearing from God. Maybe I need to study or read a little bit more." Like, was there a specific moment or event that happened to you, or is that was just something that kind of came as you just continued to grow in your spiritual walk? Um. Yeah, there, there have been seasons where I needed to um, put music down, but not completely. I, I think I was putting okay. music down because I was upset that I couldn't give it as much time as I could. So I had this all or nothing mindset. Well, if I can't give it all of me, then I don't want to do it. And I had to mm -hmm. learn through that time of just like not working on music that God never said you couldn't do music. You just decided that because I can't give it four hours a day I don't I just I just wait till I'm in a better season you know what I'm saying so time went on and I realized like well I still don't have those four hours a day to give to it and um mm -hmm. God kind of spoke to me too during that time like you know I never said to put down music you just decided because you were frustrated with the little you could put to it um mm -hmm. but God can do a lot with a little and it's, it's difficult to kind of sit in with that because we want to control so much and we've been trained you know the 10,000 hour rule like you need to be you know, doing this right. all day, you need to be obsessed and, you know, it messes with you when you're working a nine to five and, and you can only give it maybe an hour a day. Um, but it, I think it's just like, again, reprogramming your brain and renewing your mind in the word of God um, and just kind of going against culture and what culture says you need to to be successful and be fulfilled. 
That's good. So for somebody who, you know, is just now getting introduced to you, like who is steady? Like, cause I think you have a very unique story. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very culturally diverse for, you know, if anybody has never listened to her music, like it's, she's, she's very culturally diverse. Like, so who, who is steady? If you could tell the audience, like, who are you really? Like maybe, you know, share a little bit of your childhood upbringing or just where you are now, just saying like, who is steady? I mean, Steady is a gospel R&B artist, uh, singer, songwriter, producer. Um, I love Jesus. Uh, I love music. And um, <laughs> I mean, um, the name Steady uh, really came from me just wanting to remind others of God's steadfast love. So that's why, um, you know, I call myself Steady. Um, and the, and the SS is my initials. Um, to my first and last name, Steady Shanae Smith. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's who I am. I I I I'm I'm an introvert, but I'm also an extrovert. Um, I'm like an ambivert. I'm, but I'm not like I'm not weird. Like like social media likes to make make it seem like we're socially awkward, and you know, not mm-hmm. all of us are. But I think I tend to like really like to just you know have deep conversations with people one on one versus like be at a social event, you know and I mean, I can turn on and off, but I'm telling you, like, I know myself. I know I'm, I'm like a Netflix and relax and stay in the house and keep to myself. Like, mm. but I, I'm, I'm not, I can't say I'm completely an introvert. I think I'm just that ambivert, that mix of two, you know? I got you. So, yeah. Got, that makes better sense because I, I've, I've seen your social media page and that's why I said that. I'm like, no, she's very, com- <laughs> it's, you seem very comfortable. I'm just being honest. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, this is not like you had to do a thousand takes. Like this is very natural for you. You'll be able to hold a conversation and be able to talk very well. That's so, good. Yeah. That's, that, that's why, that's why I said that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Absolutely. Listen, uh, DJ Focus, uh, listen, we got to go to a quick music break. We coming right back with more from Steady. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus, you tap back into The Fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. Still have the super talented artist, producer, Steady on the line. And uh, listen, let's let's have some fun and uh, talk about this music. First, Steady, um, share with us a few of your musical inspirations um you know growing up like who who who, where was your first introduction into music like an inspiring artist that you you know you was like oh wow i love her i love him like tell us you know some of your musical inspirations oh man um well it it was disney at first disney was like everything for me like i was getting up and rewinding really yeah, okay. I, I know I'm dating myself, but like it was VHS Disney movies and all their musicals, and I was just obsessed with them. Before I knew I could sing, I knew I was I loved music, you know, mm. good music, you know, country, whatever. If it was good, I was probably gonna, you know, perk up a little bit. Um, but as I got, you know, older, I would say, I mean, everything R and B, you know, Brandy was like a a big deal to me. I know you hear that a lot from singers, but you know, uh-huh. she was like my teacher. She's a vocal coach, vocal beast. And, um, I grew up listening to Anita Baker and, you know, Whitney and, 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 and Yolanda Adams and, you know, uh, Mary, Mary and Fred Hammond, any type of gospel R and B. Like even when gospel just had like those soulful vibes from Fred Hammond and Kirk Franklin, I was like, whatever, was soulful and gospel i was listening to that and then r&b i was just all r&b everything from maxwell to tevin campbell i mean i was just just a music lover you know because you were kind of sore yourself so absolutely you know yeah so yeah no that's good so when, when did you know like you know you really want to do this for real like I know you probably you maybe grew up. Did you sing like in the choir? Did you just like compete in competitions? Or was this something that you kind of grew into like knowing like I really want to do this for a career? Um, It was I've always known I wanted to sing because I knew I was good at it. Like around okay. elementary when I when other people would hear me sing. But um, I, I didn't really know how to go about the business of singing. You know, I was I just started releasing things on YouTube and, and just going with the flow for a while um, and just, you know, popping on any popular billboard song and riding the wave of that trend until um, eventually, you know, I realized that I was going to need to do a little more um, and not wait around for a handout um, if I wanted to make this an actual career. So um, that's when 
I came out with All the Waves in 2018. Um, I had been building before that, um, but my first actual like emergence um, into the music world as steady was 2018, um, All the Waves. So even on, on that project um, and that song, like, did you produce the majority of that, uh, you know, or did you mm -hmm. have some people helping you on that? Well, I actually had um, someone produce that, Isaac Hopes. He produced that. I, I reached out to him on a Christian music blog because um, I, I had given my life to God when I was, what, 22? And okay. so I was just discovering new music. And I found him on a, a, on a Christian playlist and I just liked some of his stuff. And I mean, I didn't. I mean, I was so shocked when he reached out to me. I guess, you know, I had one song on SoundCloud, that, but it was nowhere else. But it was just on SoundCloud, just up there for fun, really. And um, he just reached out to me and said he'd like to work. And then before I know it, like, All the Waves was like a real thing. Like, it was a song that came from just us and building a relationship via social media. He's all the way in the UK, you know. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. It is. It's an amazing time to be in right now. So walk us through your creative process. Like when you go into the studio and you're, you know, looking to create music, are you one that needs to write all of your, um, write the song out first? Or are you one that needs to, uh, you know, hear the beat or make the beat? Like what does it look like for you to create a single? Hmm. Um, I usually like to hear the beat. Um, okay. If I'm going to be writing um, over something, it's a lot easier but um, if I'm going to be creating a song, I usually want to have a hook already put together and then just create the beat around the song um, and the hook that I created. So I'm, I'm a songwriter first, and then I'll start to cook up some beats around the song or the hook that I have. But talk a little bit more about your unique style. I still feel like you have a unique style. Where, where, where did you, where did, where did that come from? I, I hear, especially, you know, you talked about all the greats that you named, Anita Baker, Whitney Houston, Brandy, all, all those are singing greats. And I still feel like you still have your own style. Like, I don't think you sound like any of them. Maybe a little bit of a sprinkle of some of them, but I feel like you have your own style. Like, how did you develop that? Was that something you just naturally did? Did you get some singing or vocal lessons? Um, I would say I, I, my music catalog, the music I listen to is, is the genres are very vast. And so I think okay. that's, that's what's happening when I start creating, um, I think I'm pulling from um, the alternative genre that I listen to. Some of like the, you know, I guess you would call it um, EDM chill, uh, lo-fi. Um, I'm heavily inspired by Sade. So like yes. we have similar tones a little bit. So I really um, notice a lot of her nuances in some of my songs. But it's really just from like listening to different genres, I would say, like the, the electronic genre and um the alternative genre i think that heavily influences how i create um and it just it just comes out i just <laughs> i don't know you know but i think that has a lot to do with it what have you learned so far um i know you you haven't been doing it a long time but i think you've been doing it mm -hmm. long enough we always try to educate you know artists on, on the business side what's that one piece of business advice you could give that maybe you've learned over the years that maybe before you started doing it professionally you didn't know i got it that's that's a good question when you say business advice you mean like your llc and 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 and, and write-offs okay. listen you'd be surprised how many people don't even understand like you say depending on what what your brand is like you say getting the llc for it registering mm -hmm. your music so you get your royalties you'd be that's surprised right. how many people are just putting music out and they don't even understand their poser their poser register like mm -hmm. and, and I'm a DJ, so I constantly have to educate them. So that's why I just wanted them to hear from you. Maybe it's something that along the way you you know you ran into somebody or you were starting to start doing this, and you were like, oh wow, I didn't even know that, and I had to go do my homework on it, and you know to invest in it or learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some things I'm grateful that I know, like you mentioned, is is royalties and registering with you know your your pros like BMI, ASCAP. Um, and, and also I'm um, having an LLC because you want to protect yourself and also all music is expensive. You're buying all this stuff and you want to be able to write that off of your, 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 um, income, um, you know, every year. So LLC is like critical. And as far as like, if you're going to use a stage name, like I am, 
Um, it's important to go ahead and, and get that trademark because I have heard some horror stories from other artists who mm-hmm. came out and got big with a name and they never got that name patented or like trademarked. And so they have to change their name and everything. Um, and sometimes music is taken down. I mean, big repercussions behind, you know, not having a protected stage name. So um, um, that's that's what I would say. And, and try to get to know people in the business because there's always something that you don't know that someone else knows, you know. Absolutely. I tell everybody networking and building with people is very, very important. So you're Thanks. absolutely right with that. Has there ever been anything challenging um, far as for like moving in the industry? We, we know, unfortunately, this is it's more of a heavy male driven industry. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been ever been any challenges like, you know, for you as a lady operating in this industry that, you know, you didn't know about? Well, as a lady, I would say yes. I would I would say Yes, you you have to be um, very mindful of of how you um, come off um, when when dealing with with different people in the, in the industry, especially like you said, it's male dominated. So, like I would say, like if you want to be treated with respect, you you probably should. <laughs> I know this this might sound funny, but you probably should, you know, take yourself more seriously because I feel like some people are looking at you like. This is just a game for you. You just want to do your nails and look cute. And so mm-hmm. I would say, like, just take yourself very seriously. Come dress for success into the studio. You know, like all those things matter and kind of like let the person know that, OK, she's serious. She's different. Um, but like, yeah, I would say it is very male dominated and it it should make um, women want to make sure that they just have all their stuff together and know enough about the business so that. You know, in case you meet people who maybe aren't as serious as you in the craft, that you can also, you know, take over and and run your career. You know, so. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. So talk about it. You uh, you got this Crown of Glory EP out now. Um, talk about the inspiration in uh, making this project, and you know, for someone who's never listened to it, what can they expect when they listen to this project? They can expect the vibe. You know, I just I always come with it and. I would say a lot of encouragement. There's a lot of scriptures woven into the lyrics. Um, expect something different, but not too off the wall different where you're confused. But like, um, yeah, I would just say expect a vibe. I've got like, you know, some more moody. I got a moody song on there. It's kind of like more calm and chill. That song to him, which is really popular now. It's really like blowing up. And I'm so grateful that people love that song because I, I just kind of, I don't know. I just, that was one of those songs where I was like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I really didn't expect it, people to like it and be drawn to it the way they are. And then uh, Crown of Glory, you know, I I produced this entire EP, by the way. So I was just going with, yeah, yeah. (laughs) With Crown of Glory, I was just, you know, I, I really loved what I wrote. I was inspired by a scripture and I just went with the vibe and just, build upon that vibes i feel like it has somewhat of like a trap r&b feel to it um and then flourish i feel like that's a very eclectic song it's it's a vibey eclectic somewhat islandy r&b-ish vibe it's on flourish so yeah if you could pick two artists um Mm -hmm. from from any genre dead or alive um to be uh in a group with what two artists would it be Two artists um, to be in a group with. Okay. Um, Any genre ooh. music. Any genre music. Um, you know what, man, this is really difficult. Like, um, man, I feel like I'm gonna say something to you, but I know that there's there's others that I'd be like, man, that'd be dope. You know, like I'd love to create another like Groove Theory vibe. I don't know if you know Groove Theory. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, I would say Mahid Jordan, the the two, you know, producer, singer signed to OVO, uh, Drake's Mm -hmm. label. Um, those two, I'd work with them. That's amazing. Yeah. Listen, what, what, what's next? Um, I know you, you know, you, you, you know, we got this crown of glory EP out. Uh, can Uh we expect some other stuff? Are you working on some mails? Are you, uh, going to be featured on some collaborations? Like what's next for you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm working with Reach Records on a project that they're uh, looking to release. Um, it's, it's highlighting R&B, gospel, Christian artists. 
Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I do look forward to releasing some more songs uh, throughout the year outside of, um, you know, that Reach Records project. So, yeah, you can definitely look out for some more music from me, for sure. Will we be touring this year? Will, will um, we be yeah, touring? I, yes, I am. I am. I'm booking shows. I'm available for booking. So hit me up, please. Um, but yeah, I am working on um, some shows. I think I'll be out in Orlando um, to do a show in uh, July or August around that time. Hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> no, that's what's up. And, and I, I definitely would love to come see you in person because the, the vibes you give out just in the track. I just know uh, everybody can't do live performances, but I just feel like it would just be a whole vibe, an unplugged type atmosphere type deal and i know you would just kill it so uh i just want to salute you sis keep doing what you're doing can you tell the people how they can connect with you follow you on all your social media platforms as well as um introduce your latest single yes you can find me everything you need to find is on steady.com all my socials are there s-s-t-e-d-i.com and definitely check out my ep crown of glory and one of my most popular songs is psalm to him so yeah, check me out. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. You know the fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio, right here, Sirius 6M, Channel 154. It's time for our real talk conversation. And today, Dice want to talk about communication. Communication one on one, Dice. Communication one on one. This is a good one, Dice. Where, where, where are we going with this one? Well, we we need to know that uh the devil tries to shut you up. Mm. So that's why we're going to talk about communication. That's how we get what we need is we got to speak it. It's the hardest thing for people to do. One of the top 10 things we had this on the show, I think a couple weeks back was public speaking. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible says you have not because you went. You that's didn't not. ask. Mm-hmm. You did not ask. Um, so a lot of our issues that we have in life are just based off a of simple miss communication and that's in almost every single relationship that you can think of from child to parent parent to child work to manager manager to associate you know uh, it's, it's communication so a lot of people don't um think about how they communicate what is my communication style you mm. know um some people are emotionally abusive communicators so it's like for me um I don't know, man. Communication is big. I'm big on communication. Like, you're really good at this too, folks, because you, you'll you say something and you're like, I'm going to put it in a chat. Did you get the email? Uh, I text you. You're like, and it might be the same exact thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Lord Jesus, I'm going to do it, folks. Like, like, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but, but I love the fact that I didn't miss it. So if I'm in the studio, right. it's on the telegram. If I'm in my room, I got it on my phone. You know, if I'm at work it's on my laptop so i'm it's gonna make it one way or the other you know eventually i just have to have you know my whatever my in my electronic in front of me and check it so i really appreciate that um my husband is really good at this he's a caller he's not a texter he's like no i'm gonna call (laughs) it's a lost art form it is it is a lost art form yes I'm, i'm not texting you he tells the kids stop texting me i don't i'm tired i'm tired ding Ding, ding, ding. Like, pick up the phone. Like, literally, you in the house, and I hear the text thing going off. Right. Ding, ding. It's like, pick up the phone and call me. Tell me what you want. Like, learn to communicate. Because here's the thing. A lot gets lost in text messages. Even tones and speech can get lost in emails. Yes. You know, like, sometimes you need to hear the importance of 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 what's going on in the, in the sentence and uh focus let me let me let me start out like this it's how you say something sometimes as well and uh there's a guy named brian mastell he had hired me i had a job working for the titanic exhibit and one of the first things that he did with me and my team was he said let me take you through this exercise and why it's important for you to learn how to say things when you have associates mm. first one Here's a sentence. I didn't say he hit her. 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 So he's like, it's the inflection and how you say things 
and the emphasis that you put on words sometimes that move people. So mm -hmm. however you wanted to request that money or that check or that donation or that seed, sometimes you need to pick up the phone and say, hey, this is Dice, you know? Right. Instead of you texting, hey, this is Dice. I was wondering if you could give to my cause. It's like I pick up the phone, hey, this is Dice. I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind giving to the cause. <laughs> it's, very, it's very, very different. Mm -hmm. So I think communication is something we need to talk about what, a lot, a lot. No, I agree, and 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 you hit a you hit a very key point when you talk about uh, when you're talking to somebody. Um, I have to do this because I have a very unique voice, and at times people can take my strong voice and think that I'm talking aggressive to them when I when a lot of times I'm not. I'm not talking aggressive to them at all. And uh, you know, shouts out to uh, who was it? I think it was a, a business guy I was talking to one time. He was like. Yeah, to your point he was like absolutely it's the way you present it but he's like work on taking some of the bass out of your voice and bringing it down a notch so that way no seriously like he, he was like you have to take some of that out because it comes across aggressive mm -hmm. and everybody's not going to just receive that you have a very distinctive voice mm -hmm. they're going to take it as you're trying to basically talk down to them or talk mm -hmm. aggressive to them and that's something that I had to work on mm -hmm. in my communication and especially with working with ladies in this industry I'm mm -hmm. just being honest on the business side when I go into different meetings and I'm sitting down I'm talking to different business professionals ladies I definitely have to make sure I bring my tone down I watch mm -hmm. how you know things I say uh, uh, listen everybody knows I'll bring my wife to a meeting in a minute because sometimes I might need my wife to convey it compared to me conveying it because it might not come off to where somebody wouldn't take it as me talking aggressive to them so yes that's a huge 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 part of communicating effective communication which I think that's what I think you were just trying to uh, you know give the example of yes you, you want to be effective in your communication um, and understanding that too as well uh, one point I'll bring up and, and I know I'll come right back to you listening so that's a that's a lost art too as well there's something that I think you said very key about your husband um, about you guys kids you know with the whole texting situation no no them being able to listen when 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 your husband calls them or you call your kids yeah, listening is a communication skill too as well stop already having your uh, rebuttal or what you're going to say back formed in your head that you don't have a heart with ears that you listen and receive what the person is trying to give you I, 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 I see that a lot within people, you know, conversing back and forth. It's like, wait a minute, you didn't even, did you even process what she said? Did you even process what he said before you even said what you said back? You just, you just was waiting to just retaliate or just say something back without processing how that person felt or what that person was trying to give you. So, I, yes, I would argue too as well. Listening is, is very key when you talk about communication. I've had a hard time listening in life. And two things that I have trained myself to do is to say, mm -hmm. after after I agree with something a person says, I need to cue myself to retain what you just said. Mm -hmm. I probably did it like six times when you were just talking just now. And I, that wasn't for you. I wasn't trying to shout you down like it was at church. It was just like, that's for me <laughs> to make sure I stay engaged. And then also I make sure I nod my head if I don't say something. Because I want to, it's like I want to trigger myself to remember what, what a good. person just said. It's, it's like when you learn how you, you have to learn how you are too. Because mm -hmm. listen, as a creative person, my attention span is that of a gnat. So mm -hmm. if you ain't saying nothing important, trust me, I am, I'm really digging deep to stay in the space with you, you know, and make sure I'm getting what you're, what you're giving. And one of the tips I got from, God bless you, Dr. Kohler. Uh, Dr. Kohler is our marriage counselor. Uh, he had to do premarital counseling. Counseling, And one of the tools he gave us was, after somebody says the thing, you say, okay, um, this is what I heard you say. All right. And then, and then you repeat what you heard to stay engaged in the conversation. Okay. This is what, is that what you said? Because, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be like, you don't want to just assume you got everything a person said. That's okay. okay. You know, you, may, you let that person know that you heard them and you regurgitate what you got out of what they just said. And then you ask them, is this the point you were trying to get across? Or is this what you were trying to convey? Or is, is that the right feeling? You know, because here's the thing. We can assume all day. And some people's conversation is different. You know what I'm saying? Like some people might say one thing and it means something to the other person. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. I, I had a guy one time tell me I was eclectic. 
And I'll never forget, I got so frustrated because my idea of eclectic growing up was uh, not a positive one. Now, in my older age, I'm like, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm very, I'm all over the place. Yeah, mm -hmm. I am. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I am. I'm very, very different. But so that's why it's important for you to confirm what a person is saying and also, you know, affirm them, like, give them that respect that, you know, when they're speaking, even if it's something you don't want to hear. And um, I don't know, even in church before, uh, you know, God really dealt with me. Like you'll hear a scripture and you're like, God, I'm tired of hearing the same old scripture. Y'all just be using the same stuff. And then I asked the Lord to forgive me on that one because I'm like, God, give me a new meaning. Oh, reveal wow. to me. Yeah. Reveal to me something new out of that. And my best example for this one was grew up on the 23rd Psalm. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In my older age, it's my favorite verse. Because that's just it. That's how I get my day and end my day. There's mm. nothing else in this day I'm going to want but you. Mm. I'm not going to want more money. I'm not going to want more time. I'm not going to want a better house. I'm not going to want a better car. Like, you are what I want. You know? Now, whatever you want from me. If you want me to have a mansion, God, I, I take it. Yeah, fine. Just whatever. With the G-Wagons and all the brothers. I guess. The Porsche, the, Porsche, the Benz, and the Range Rover. If you I want guess. me to have a $2 million house out in Calabasas... I, I will receive, receive it. it. I receive it in Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. New shoes every day, God. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I don't. Red bottoms. Red bottoms. If you want me, how you want to dress your daughter? I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but but um no but just the communication the tone I like how you said you know you know you have a big voice and some yes. people can be intimidated by that I am definitely her whole family's loud everybody. Okay. I mean, I don't even know a quiet person in my in my family, <laughs> and I've had to learn how to how to bring it down as well. So mm -mm, that's 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 a key that's a key point there. But also, um, I don't know, man. I I would say learn how you communicate best. Like I'm a yes. writer, so for me, I do better with writing to get my thoughts out. I mean, I could talk and probably say the wrong thing, but if I write it, it's gold. Right. It's it's gonna be gold. So. No, that's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think writing it down is always key, but I think too as well something earlier that I learned: preparation. Mm -hmm. Prepare ahead of time. Know what you want to say, how you mm -hmm. want to say it. Especially mm -hmm. when you talk about, you know, what we do is radio. That's why it's always we're always mm -hmm. prepping and trying to get ourselves together for interviews, interview mm -hmm. questions, key facts. So yeah, preparing and making sure you know what you're going to say is it helps you. I, mm -hmm. I remember when I first started doing this, Dice. Absolutely, I this was my first experience on like real public speaking, speaking in front of large audience. You know, I've been mm -hmm. DJing for a while, so yeah. And when I'm in my DJ booth and I do little shout outs. It, it's still, even though it might be a large crowd there, it's not the same as coming on here and interviewing people, talking about, you know, having conversations on different things. So what I used to do is I would write down everything I wanted to say and I would mm -hmm. just speak it out loud. No different than how I read the Bible sometimes. Mm -hmm. So the preparation of me just hearing myself, OK, already having these conversations, already talking comfortably. So that way, mm -hmm. when I sat in front of that uh, person that I was interviewing, when I hopped on the microphone and I had to uh, start talking about a specific topic, I probably already pre uh, prepared for this thing and, and rehearsed it maybe maybe 10 times. So I'm already kind of comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, that way to, to, to your point, you know, you're not anxious. You don't have, you know, that nerve of just being able to hear your voice and being able to converse back and forth with somebody. So, yeah, preparation is something else, too, as well. When you talk about communicating effectively mm -hmm. and for our, our married folk out there. Yeah, we always talk speaking uh -huh. to married folk. No, no, seriously, because sometimes, you know, you, you need to have hard conversations. Um, mm -hmm. I think you should prepare before you even have that hard that conversation with your wife or before you have it with your husband and, and talk that thing out. You should already know your wife. You should already know your husband to a certain extent. So it's like, okay, how can I deliver this message to where they won't get upset? Where they'll hear what I have to say, where we don't have this heated fellowship argument back and forth. No, no, no. I just want to sit down and talk about something that may be uh, challenging to talk about with you, but we need to have this hard conversation regardless of what it is. So, mm -hmm. yes, yeah, it's okay, married folk, to prepare for that. And and, and even our singles, you know, uh, that are courting. And, and, and some of you uh, youngins um, who are learning how to effectively be adults and be able to talk to your parents and realize mm -hmm. that they're still your parents, not your friend. So that's a that's a whole nother piece, too. We might have to do a show on that because I hear <laughs> no, I hear too many horror stories about, you know, these grown adult kids talking a certain way 
to their parents. Absolutely. You're grown. You're doing your own thing. You're successful, uh, you know, in, in, your, in your work, in the workplace and got your own spot. But that's still your mama. That's still your daddy. There's still a level of respect, even as you being an adult, that you communicate with them effectively. I just want to put that in somebody uh, who may be, uh, you know, 30 and under, you know, in their spirit. I'm going to put that in your spirit. No, no, I, just, I feel like it's somebody 30 and under, Dice, 30 and under. They just need to hear that today. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Campbell, uh, we're talking about communication today. We have to go to a quick music break. We're coming right back with more. Keep it locked. You're tuning into The Fix. And the fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Sirius XM Channel 154. Holy Culture Radio. Uh, we're in the middle of this great uh, real talk conversation. Uh, today we're talking about, uh, yeah, communication. Communication 101. And uh, Dice, you brought up a lot of good points. Uh, I know we uh, need to talk a little bit more about uh, effective communication. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we dove into talking about making sure um, one thing I, 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 I love that I pointed out. I want to say it again. Um, effective part of communication is being able to listen and hear mm-hmm. people. I mm-hmm. think that's always overlooked um, in the communication process of just hearing what people say and not uh, already forming your thoughts or your opinions to, uh, you know, say something back. Because a lot of times I think it goes over people's head. Um, when you talk about that also tone too as well uh, I touched base on tone on uh, you know how a lot of uh, seasoned uh, vets and some of the more savvy business people um, talk to me on making sure I understand my tone and when I talk when I present yeah. things in, in, in meetings and stuff um, especially navigating through the business side of it and dealing um, and doing business with ladies in the industry the tone is very very important because I have such a strong uh, voice <laughs> at times and, uh, you know, don't want to have people uh, thinking that I'm trying to be over aggressive when that's not it. That's just I talk loud. Sorry. Forgive me. Mm. <laughs> forgive, forgive me in advance. <laughs> no, that's a good one. I mean, I think that's why you have publicists. That's why you mm-hmm. have managers. You know, mm-hmm. that's why you have booking agents, because communication is key when you're getting things done. And people may perceive you differently. You know, when they have an interaction with you, like uh, even for even for me as being an artist, it's easier when I have somebody else book an event for me. You know, like they keep the communication to a minimum. They get all of the facts together. Um, they're able to get my compensation faster because me as an artist, I'm sensitive to what I do. So I'm just trying to hook people up, you know, but I think sometimes it's important to have another person handle your business, the business side of your whatever you have going on. Because they're going to make sure they check all the boxes and they're going to make sure they work for you and get you everything you need and make sure people aren't taking advantage of you. Because I think sometimes people can learn your communication style and take advantage of you. And I'm just talking about me specifically as an artist, having that experience where people know you just love doing music. So they know that if if I'm talking to you, oh, she she just loves rocking out and loves coming to do the show and loves, 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 loves. But if you talk to my booking agent, they're going to be like, she loves it when you go ahead and pre-book and pay for her flight and her hotel and the rental car. Okay. All the fruit and all the designing. Like that needs to be paid for and taken care of, you know, because you, you and I know the focus. Everybody knows my diet is not, you can't buy me no fried chicken. That's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? So just sometimes if you know you have a certain need, you might actually have to have somebody else communicate that need for you to get things done. That's a part of communication that um, I think is helpful when it comes to business, but also um, that team player, that team person, like when you don't feel like communicating, like pastors have armor bearers or secretaries or just other people who can communicate what's about to happen. So on that day that you don't have the energy, you know, or on that day, you don't have the time you know, you have your assistant pastor pre- tre- teaching that day because you have to be somewhere else. So like having that team, I think is an important part of communication in business and in the family unit, like having, a, you know, there's always a spokesperson in the family who can kind of get everybody on the same page when uh, a birthday or holidays coming up. You usually have that one person who is the good communicator who can kind of get everybody to relax, uh, mm-hmm. especially if you've ever had anybody get put into a nursing home or hospital, you know, there's always Hey, Aunt, Aunt Joyce is going to be the one to make sure she calls everybody, you know, with the update. So it's like knowing those key communicators in your life are important. You never know when you're going to need them to step up for you. You never know when you're going to need them, um, you know, to tap into your 
your circle and explain something because you're you're going to be out of, out of pocket or on vacation or, you know, even needing just a sabbatical, a break. So um, team team members are important concerning uh, communication. Go ahead. No, that's good. How, you, you know, something that I had to learn, understanding how to um, balance your feelings when you talk about communicating. Mm. Um that's something that I don't think um, I, before I got it, before I, you know, started doing radio, mm-hmm. I didn't understand that, you know, balancing your feelings or most would call it emotional intelligence, understanding your emotional intelligence mm-hmm. of your feelings and your behaviors. And because because let's be very clear, uh, Dice, sometimes we get into heated, heated uh, conversations with some of the guests that come on here. You mm-hmm. know, you know, we're both strong will people, strong minded mm-hmm. people, strong will people. Mm-hmm. So it's like if we get somebody, is, you know, mm-hmm. trying to challenge our perspectives or we're challenging their perspectives and we feel like, you know, it get a little hot. You know, we be having to remind them we ain't always been saved. <laughs> You go, you, you go talk to us with some respect, you know, because you, you're on our platform. So, but I had to learn that because I, I, I dropped the ball on that earlier uh, when I first started. I'll be honest with you. I, I would just be like, you know what? You know, I feel like, yeah, you want to take to the streets, let's take to the streets. <laughs> I just, I, no, seriously, I'm just being honest, Dice. So, you know, I'm humble enough to say, yes, I dropped the ball with understanding that in this game, I have to be a professional. I have to uh, balance how I talk to people. Mm-hmm how I let it affect me to where it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, my emotions and my feelings <laughs> don't get too out of pocket to where I'm all off my game. Cause now, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't even finish the interview. I can't even, um, talk to this person with respect now. Cause I feel like they disrespecting me. And then where's God in that? Because that's the mm-hmm. thing too, as well. A lot of times you caught up in your feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that feelings fleshly? Is the Holy mm-hmm. spirit telling you to do that? So that's mm-hmm. a whole nother dynamic that I had to learn dice. Cause I'm be honest with you. First couple of years, uh, you, you, you go back to some of them, uh, shows dice. I dropped the ball. I'm just telling y'all right now. It's I okay. The ball. <laughs> it's okay. No, communication. Um, it creates flow. And uh-huh. what you're saying is you need to understand how you want this conversation to flow. And so it's important if you are a communicator, like you're talking about a focus, you have to keep your emotions in check. And for those of you who have managed teams, continue to manage teams. I manage a team every day that I go to work. Um, You have to remember the flow, you know, um, the purpose, like why, why are we here? We're here. Uh, And and my situation is for the customer. So just re-reminding people of why you have to do a certain thing, why why it has to be done in an order and uh, expediently, you know, um, it's it's complicated sometimes because you're like you just want to say what you want to say and be like, man, can you just go do what I'm asking you to do, you know? But yes. you have to reiterate like why we're here, why are we doing this, you know? Um, we're here for the customer, you know, and the time that we take away from mm-hmm. doing what we said we would do because we're being paid to do it like that takes away from the customer experience and that customer pays our bills like that's how we have checks so you know the re- redirecting is, is super important and if you are an emotional person it's going to be hard for you to direct others through your yes. communication, through, through communication. so you kind of you got to check your feelings and you talk about couples all the time uh, especially married couples and it, this that's a tough one like once you've been with somebody for so many years, you know all the triggers. And so it's very easy when you're in conversation with them to distract them or to throw a dart to really irritate them when they're saying something to you that you don't feel like hearing in the moment. Like I got a, I got 10 of them that I know I could shut my husband down in a minute. Things that really bother him. And women are very uh, good at this. I think that we've been taught this since we were two. How to how to uh, gaslight is what it's called. It's so, it's, it's especially women. Like we're good. At, I, and listen, I'm not saying all women do it. I'm just being honest saying, I know we are taught how to do that thing. And we're real good at it. And I know some men have had this horrible experience where it's like, dang, why she come for me like that? And it's not that it's a good thing, but you do have to check that behavior that is kind of uh, inappropriate. You know, when you're, when you're talking to your husband or something like that, he's not just a regular man on the street, you know, or, or just a regular individual. You have to know that, what you say is a seed sown. So whatever you're throwing out there, people don't forget what you say. Like forgiveness might be there, but a lot of people don't forget. So you have to be very, very careful when you're married, I'll say, or in a relationship about to get married of the seeds that you're sowing. You know, like instead of you being on guard and just trying to protect yourself all the time, like you said, focus, sometimes you just need to listen without trying to respond, you know, or trying not to hear what the person's saying, like really hear what somebody's saying when they're talking to you. 
they're trying to communicate. But if you put your emotions at the front of it and you just stay so offended, it's going to be hard for that conversation to happen because you're just waiting to shut them back down because you don't want to have the conversation. So it's like if people are in front of you saying they have a need or they y'all need to talk, yeah, you put your emotions to the side and just kind of hear what they're saying and see if you can help them. It might save your whole marriage. Might save your whole marriage. You just sitting there and hearing what somebody has to say instead of being so offended in your feelings. Okay. No, that's real. And I, my biggest thing is, um, especially for married folks, uh-uh. you, you, no, no, the, 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 you have to communicate. Let's be yeah. very clear. And this is something that I had to grow into as well. So I'm not speaking from a place of something that I didn't have to learn. Mm -hmm. I had to understand and value my wife. My wife loves to have conversations about everything. Some things are cut dry to me. No, seriously. And it's okay. And and God made her that way because she she likes to talk everything out. I don't per se have to talk everything out. I can just maybe hear something and just go do it. My wife's total opposite. She has to rationalize the whole from the start to the beginning. But it was selfish of me to shut her down mm-hmm. and not hear her out. Because for mm-hmm. a few years earlier on in the first five years of my marriage, mm-hmm. yeah, I would shut her down like, no, listen, it's over with. Stop. I don't want to hear that. No, no, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to bless somebody now because That's I know good. it's marriages out there that are crumbling because yeah. you're not stopping and thinking about the other person. something out the other person. Stop yeah. thinking about yourself and that you don't want to hear it. This mm-hmm. is dear to that other person. They yeah. need to be able to communicate this with you for them. It's good for them. So now I understand that. And oh, yeah. and the funny thing about it is, um, the better I the better I got at listening to her, mm-hmm. the better our communication with each other uh got. We we got to places to where we repeat back what, what the other person said mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we wanted feedback. Because mm-hmm. then, then, then that would open up to as well. Because my wife said she would say everything she had to say, and then mm-hmm. she would ask the feedback. So you know, I wanted to just say what I had to say. Now, what do you think? What mm-hmm. do you think God is telling you we should do? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and until I opened up that conversation for her to feel comfortable, the communication between us was different, and it was really dead. Just be honest with you, because yes, it was it was it was where we were bumping heads constantly, or we mm. wouldn't talk at all, and that's mm. not healthy. That's not that's not going to work in a marriage. Let's be very mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to help work in a marriage. You know, a relationship that you got with somebody, maybe a business partner, or something, you might can get away with some of that stuff. But in a marriage where you're seeing the person mm-hmm. every day, all day, for you know, it's not going to work. You got to be able mm-hmm. to talk. And you got to be able to listen and hear the other person's perspectives and honor that. And that's the thing, too, as well. Even mm-hmm. if you agree to disagree, don't call, you know, your spouse's ideas dumb or da, da, da. We have red words we don't use in the, mm-hmm. in the house because we know what's going on. You can't say I'm stupid. You can't say I'm dumb and mm-hmm. think I'm going to say, oh, thank you back. That's not mm-hmm. how it works. <laughs> that's not- no, no, that's not that's not how it works. And, and we can get into the colorful, you know, all the curse words and all that. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all know y'all you know the reason why y'all can't communicate effectively? Because y'all not talking to each other with respect. You yeah. want respect back, or you want your husband or your wife to do something, but mm. you be litting them and you cussing at them and talking down mm. to them. That's mm. not how it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not you're right. I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because um that's something I, I guess we hadn't talked about yet was the safe space for communication because yes. Uh, you want that safe space. You want to know that you can bring a certain thing up, that you can say a certain thing without retaliation. And sometimes, uh, you, you know, I don't know. I would say maybe take a, um, what do you call it? Like do a um, check of your people around you. Because I'll be honest with you, some people you probably shouldn't even be talking to. Because um, um, it's not safe. You know, either they're going to take the information you give them and go twist it, or they're going to take the information you give them and go use it against you. You know, take that information and go, you know, tell whoever whoop. So it's like once a person, once you realize that a person isn't safe to talk to, you need to go on and not, you know, have that same experience with them again and make sure you find your safe space. Uh, the people that you can talk to who are going to give you great feedback and not just tell you that you write all the time, you know, like, <laughs> like embrace those people who check you. Like, I, I love it when uh, my plan don't go as planned and people are like, you need to think about what you think about. <laughs> Mm-hmm. what you think about because what you just said to me i don't know you know so but yeah learning your safe space and creating that safe space at home for communication and definitely amongst your family like you know that's important that's some good absolutely stuff. 
Yeah, yeah good stuff. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, uh, we gotta we have to go to a quick music break. We're coming right back with more. Actually, uh closing thoughts. We'll be right back. Uh keep it locked, you're tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. And we appreciate y'all rocking with us again today. Another great show in the books, Dice. Uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate the uh, exclusive spiritual detox we had with the super talented Steady. Um, one thing uh, she said in her interview that always... Well, one thing she said in the interview that blessed my life, forgive me. Um, it, she was talking about her just being able to submit to God and doing it in his timing and not her timing and understanding the value in that. Um, I think a lot of times, especially when we, we, we as believers become sold out for God, we want everybody else to be on the same level that we are. But sometimes people need to go through those experiences and bump their heads before they finally surrender and say, you know what, God, I've tried it my way long enough. I need to do it your way. And that was some of her testimony of, um, her being able to, you know, she grew up in a different culture. Of course, her mother, you know, uh, is from Jamaica. Uh, mm-hmm. Her father's from the States here. So just the whole dynamic of her coming over here and uh, learning the new culture here compared to the culture in Jamaica and being able to, uh, you know, not just go to church, just to go to church, but uh, finding a true authentic relationship within God for herself. Uh, I, I love to hear stories like that. But listen, she has new music out right now. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not following her, follow her on everything social media at steady and it's spelled s-s-t-e-d-i um she has a project out um that's like like i say i call her the gospel um version of sade uh she has an ep out now it's called crown of glory and uh she's actually working with uh reach records reach mm-hmm. records is working on an r&b uh, little project with a lot Let's of just go. different r&b singers so uh we, we we definitely are blessed to get that exclusive uh, out of the conversation we had with her today. So yeah, I'm excited for her. I think uh, everything she's doing, and I love that she has her own style. It's 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 it, if I could compare it to anybody, it, it would be like Sade. And but you still have to listen to her for yourself. If you have not heard her latest project, Crown of Glory, please go get that EP. Run those numbers up for us. Uh, shouts out to our sis Steady. And that real talk conversation uh, we had today on communication was off the hook, Dice. Man, you already know. Listen, I'm glad we had a refresher course. <laughs> it was good. Just a, to... a refresher. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, right. For us, like, listen, yeah. I mean, we're in the business of the communication. That's what we do every day. Yeah. And it's good. But it's just nice to re-remember that, yeah, you need to be aware of how you're communicating, what you want to have communicated. Are you taking the best route using yourself or should you use somebody else to communicate? And uh, the one that really stood out to me, from the one that you gave was listening, like that active listening skill. of Not listening to just respond, but really, really listening to make sure you have an understanding of, of what's really being said. So if you guys missed today's, listen, y'all probably want to download that app, re-rewind, go to holyculture.net tomorrow and um, hear the replay. Facts. Especially for our married people. I'm glad you brought up that Ooh. listening part. All the married folk, listen. That's what's wrong with y'all. First, listen to God. Let's be very clear. Some of y'all ain't even listening to God, and y'all say y'all in the covenant, but you ain't hearing clearly from God on what you're supposed Mercy. to say. I'm just, no, I just want to put that out there. You know, God should be at the, you know, for the married folk, I said marriage. The marriage was created on purpose. It's, it's a system. <laughs> Work the system, and the system works. <laughs> Work the covenant. God is going to bless that thing if you work it, but you got to keep him at the center. Uh, you keep God in the center of it. And then, you know, your spouse, making sure you can effectively communicate to it. And uh, yeah, you know, for all my husbands, uh, know that you can submit to as well. Um, I know it's always preached that the wife is supposed to submit. But yes, when you talk about communication, listen to your wife. Your God, God reveals things to your wife, husbands, um, that he might not reveal to you. That's why he gave you a helpmate. <laughs> Remember, y'all not in competition against each other. Y'all on the same team. Y'all win together. Like, I don't know why people don't realize y'all win together. <laughs> I be telling my wife all the time. My wife be telling me, listen, baby, I got to. Yeah, we did get a promotion. Then we get a promotion. We, yeah. we, we got a bonus. We got a bonus. We, we got, got a bonus. bonus. We oh, got my bonus. Lord. We got a bonus. <laughs> We've been working you? so hard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You did it, baby. Thank you. We Where we going? We did it. We, we did going it. to Italy. <laughs> we going to Italy, baby. We going to Italy. <laughs> 
when we, when we get paid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, please listen. Listen, listen, husbands and wives, y'all, communication should be on. For all my people who struggling in this area, 2023 should be the year that you guys get better at communicating. Seriously, I'm tired of just, I'm tired of kingdom marriages crumbling dice. Maybe I'm just so passionate about it because I'm tired of believers saying they're giving up on God. And that's just my personal opinion. I just feel like when you don't work it out and you're a believer and you go on and you go on to church and you praying every day, I feel like you give up on God when you say we're going to get a divorce. I just do. Because a lot of times it's something you battling with, something you ain't supposed to be doing no way, whether it be, uh, you know, some form of whatever it may be, some form of abuse, lack of communication. We know, you know, intimacy within marriages. I don't know why that's a problem, but the Lord knows. I don't know why that's a problem. But I'm praying for all y'all that don't want to, you know, uh, be in covenant and uh, touch and agree with your spouse. I don't know what, what, what in the world is going on that you don't like your wife or you don't like your husband. Like, yeah, what is wrong? I, I don't understand it, but yeah. Oh. Lord help me. But yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna we're gonna have a conversation, Dice. They ain't gonna like us. But we're gonna talk about kingdom marriages and the bedroom. We're gonna we gonna get some, we're gonna get that going. We might have to get a little sex therapist or something on the line for that one. We're gonna hold that one, but we're we gonna talk about that because I don't understand why people are sleeping in other rooms and stuff. I hear horror stories. What, what you mean y'all married, y'all sleeping in other rooms? Sleeping where we, I'm where you at. Okay, that's where we're gonna be. <laughs> what what are we doing? I'm gonna be where exactly where you at. <laughs> what you mean y'all got rooms, separate rooms? What, well, who do that? Uh, I'm praying for y'all. I'm praying for y'all. But yeah, listen, we appreciate y'all rocking with us again today. <laughs> uh, we will be back tomorrow, Wisdom Wednesday. Come on, you know, Dice mm-hmm. gonna have a real talk conversation that's gonna, uh, you know, shake some things up. That's what she does. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, our exclusive spiritual detox for tomorrow will be none other than the the new phenom i call it a new phenom she got uh she got next in chh i think she's the next up and coming star the super rhyme spitter kid lee we will get her on the line tomorrow so you definitely want to tap in tomorrow uh go out and be great today kings and queens uh as always show the love of christ because i believe that's what god will want you to do uh surrender to him make sure you're hearing from him take your prayer life to a new level as always, uh, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.